You are Locked On Giants, your daily podcast on the New York Giants. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants. We have a special mini camp preview, if you will, and we're going to be talking quarterbacks today. I am Patricia Trana. I cover the New York Giants for The Athletic, Inside Football, Forbes, and a bunch of other places. And my co-host, Ed Valentine, isn't with us today, but he will be back with us tomorrow. And as I mentioned, we are going to be talking quarterbacks today, but Unlike draft quarterbacks, which we've been talking about uh, the last several days, we're going to focus on the New York Giant quarterbacks, and in particular, Davis Webb, who is going to have an opportunity starting on Tuesday at the, the voluntary minicamp to show the coaches just what it is he brings to the table. And joining me to help shed some light on what we can expect to see is Davis Webb's trainer. His name is Tony Rassiopi. He is with the Test Performance Center in Martinsville, and he has been working with Davis in the offseason. And, Tony, thanks so much for taking some time out of your schedule to come on. Thank you, Patricia. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. So, Tony, let's, uh, let's kind of get caught up as to where Davis Webb is in his development from where you got him to where he is now. Um, I, I, I just think we kind of um, you know, worked on his footwork and his, his throwing sequence and kind of, uh, you know, Davis was a guy who came in and was already a really good player. So it was more just kind of fine-tuning certain things. He wasn't a guy that, you know, you had to start from scratch on, obviously. He um, you know, was a big athletic kid with a strong arm, um, loves football, loves the quarterback position. So, you know, uh, from a detail standpoint, um, from an offensive standpoint, you know, he, um, he's, he was polished to begin with. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that comes in and just goes, listen, I want to really focus on this, this, and this each day, and that's kind of what we focus on throughout the workout, and I kind of tailor the workouts to, you know, something maybe fundamentally, something maybe from a drop standpoint, something maybe from a movement standpoint, um, you know, within a drop, within a passing concept in the NFL that he kind of wants to work on a different kind of ball, say, um, you know, where it's, you might have to drive the ball, and, you know, next week we might work on getting the ball over a linebacker instead of that window being open. Next week, the you know, the window's kind of closed, and he's got to get the ball over top of a player. So just kind of getting him ready for, you know, what he's going to see over the next couple months, hopefully. And, and you know, obviously they haven't had an opportunity to work with the coaches yet. They'll get their first opportunity. Actually, today I think was the first day they got their opportunity. But what exactly – is he going to see over the next few months? Is, is it going to be much different than, say, what he has already seen last year? Um, I, you know, I think there's similarities. I think there's differences. Obviously, new coaching staff, um, you know, new system in place. So, uh, you know, that's, that's always kind of tough, um, you know, having to relearn stuff. And, and um, you know, last year I think it was good for him just from a, uh, you know, coming from an air raid kind of system that he ran in, in college to – you know, obviously a West Coast system that they ran last year, which was really good for just, you know, between formations and, um, you know, protections and pass concepts and learning different coverages and learning way, different ways to call different fronts. Um, I think that was really good for him. So, you know, I think obviously the base that he had in college and he throw in the fact that last year he was able to learn kind of a new system, an NFL pro-style system, and then learn from a guy like Eli Manning was, was perfect for him. And I just think, you know, over the next – you know, a month or two, I think it's just, again, it's, it's learning a new language. It's learning in different ways that they're going to call plays and, and um, you know, learning the protections and, and learning the past concepts and how, you know, Coach Schirmer wants to, um, you know, read something out, whether it's a high-low concept or a triangle concept. And, you know, because every, 
a lot of people run similar plays. They just teach it a little bit differently. So it's learning what the, what the coaches want from him. Now, you have worked at the Manning Passing Academy, so you are, of course, familiar with Eli Manning and, and yes. his brothers and, and his father. So knowing what you know about Eli, what's the biggest lesson that you feel Davis can take from Eli as he prepares for what I know I am calling an extended pro day, and, and I emphasize pro since he's a professional? Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, first of all, I mean, they are, they are the best family ever. So I, I've, I've been there for five years now, and I've gotten closer with them every year, and I consider them good friends now. Um, he's the consummate professional. So I, I think for Davis, um, and he'll tell you, he, you know, he thinks the world of him as well. So, um, you know, from, from getting up in the morning to going to bed at night, I mean, he's a guy who's done it for a long time. He's been successful at it. And, again, it's, it's, you know, it's on the field. It's, it's in the classroom. It's, um, it's how to handle yourself off the field. It's how to be, you know, a beacon in the community. It's, it's all the things that, you know, Eli, Peyton, and, and Archie have, have been throughout their careers. So, um, you know, and, and Davis is that kind of kid. It's not like we're talking about a kid that, you know, was a certain kind of person and, and then had to turn into being another kind of person. He, he's very similar with the way he, he thinks and acts and obsessed with football and, and – uh, you know, he was a class act, again, on and off the field. His, his father was a, you know, a high school coach, so he's been around the, the sport since he's been, you know, a little guy. So he's kind of used to being in that classroom setting and, and X and O's. And so he's further along than a lot of guys because of that. Now, also, you having played quarterback before, I'm sure you're familiar with this, but sometimes, you know, when, when you're talking about the quarterback position, there's generally a lot of chatter about it because, you know, when you win, you're the hero. When you don't win, you're, you're the GOAT. Um, and when you're an unknown, you know, a lot of people have questions. You know, people might doubt you, wonder if you're ever going to be any good. How has Davis been able to, you know, and I don't, I'm not – Try not to ask you to speak for him, but how, what's the key to, to, you think, blocking out the noise about, you know, the chatter about, oh, the Giants should take a quarterback at number two, and, oh, Davis Webb isn't, isn't the answer. How are you, have, you, have you been working with him to kind of block that noise out? Well, you know, I, I think for him it's, it's nothing really that I had to do with it. Um, he, he was that way by himself. I mean, he's, um, he's a focused kid. He's a hardworking kid. He's, again, he's obsessed with with the quarterback position and getting better at it. He's obsessed with the game of football. You know, he's a guy that, you know, when it's all said and done, he wants to be a coach down the road. So, it's again, he's obsessed with the game, and it's what he wants to do with his life. Um, you know, and I think he's, he's done a great job just kind of focusing on what he can control, and that's getting himself better. And, um, you know, he's a guy that gets up in the morning and, and works his tail off all day, and when, when he puts his head on the pillow at night, you know, he got better that day, um, whether it's, you know, in the weight room, whether it's a conditioning thing, whether it's a classroom thing, or whether it's, you know, us throwing and working on some fundamental stuff and some drops and, and obviously throwing different routes. So, you know, I, I think you know, for him, he's just he's done a great job and he's got the perfect mindset. And again, you know, New, York, New York's not for everybody. So, uh, you know, he's a kid that's mentally strong and mentally tough enough and, and has that self-confidence that, um, you know, he could last a long time here. Now, when he takes the field starting tomorrow, he's not going to have Odell Beckham Jr. He's not going to have uh, Brandon Marshall, who, of course, was, uh, was, was uh, waived with a failed physical designation. He, he may have Sterling Shepard. He's probably going to have Evan Ingram. Again, when I say may have, it's because it's a voluntary camp. We don't know yet who's going to be there. Right. And then he's going to have a bunch of other receivers that, you know, were kind of – 
you know, they gave their efforts and, and, you know, they're still kind of young in their, in their own right. They're maybe not as polished running professional routes and everything like that. How, sure. how difficult is that for, you know, when you're a young quarterback, you, you know, to have guys who are equally as young and maybe inexperienced and, and trying to, especially when you're trying to impress the coaches and, and you don't have that experienced receiver who can, you know, who you know is going to run the right routes and, and be in the places that you need him to be? Sure. Well, I, I think two things. I think number one, he—it's uh, an ability to showcase his his leadership ability, which he has. And you know, I, I've been around him enough, and I've I've been around him with with some of the better players on the roster who are really good. Um, you know, and they're they're guys that you know they they rally around him. I could tell. You know, he has that. And I've been around some really good ones in my in my career. Thank God, as a player and a coach, that they just have that it factor, and guys kind of gravitate to. And I think he's just between his ability and his work ethic, I think people respect him. And um, I think that's, again, a thing where, where um, you know, if, if a guy's struggling with things or not sure, you know, I know he knows what he's doing, and I know he knows what they're supposed to do. So it's it's really a chance to showcase his, his leadership abilities, um, number one. And number two, it's, you know, when you're an NFL quarterback, you, you can learn to judge different guys, you know, speeds and how they get out of, you know, get out of a speed cut as, as opposed to a square cut. You know, it's all those little things, um, you know, that, that he's really good at. And uh, that's, again, what separates, you know, some average guys. The guys that have a nice little career is the ability to throw to different guys with different speeds and different heights and different locations. And um, he has the ability to kind of change his throwing, his tempo of his ball, you know, maybe take a deeper drop. He has the ability to do all those things. When you look at film of him uh, after working with him or, or just looking at film in general, what strikes you the most about his growth? Um, I, I just think he's become more of just a polished, drop-back, pro-style guy. You know, I think that, uh, you know, I, and, I, and I ran the air raid myself a little bit as a quarterback, so, you know, with the air raid offense, it's not really a rhythm kind of offense. You know, it's an offense where you kind of just, you know, you catch a snap, you take your drop, and then you just kind of hop around a lot. And there's no real rhythm to that, where, where the pro-style passing game, a lot of things are tied completely into your steps that you take in your footwork. You know, and if you're off, obviously you're late with the ball or you're too early with the ball. So I think it's just more of just a, a polishing of, the, of his footwork and, and keeping his mechanics tight and really using his body the right way. You know, where we want to be balanced rotational throwers. You know, we don't want to use uh, weight transfer as, as our primary power source, which gets us off balance, and we'll miss a lot of throws because of that. Um, so really just kind of fine-tuning the proper way of throwing the ball. And this is the time you do it because once um, – you know, once the season starts, you know, it's really hard for those guys to work on fundamental stuff, you know, it's for the majority of practice. You know, it might be a 10-minute a window or a 12-minute window, but it's not, you know, an hour and a half like we have now. So, you know, right now is that time where you're really just kind of fine-tuning who you're going to be fundamentally and, and really just kind of maintaining that, you know, once they pick up big time in training camp. Now, there's no substitute for actual game snaps. I think we can all we can both agree on that. But yes. in terms of reading defenses and identifying, you know, where guys are lining up, who the mic is, and all that stuff. I mean, how do you, you know, just to give, give people an idea, how do you work with someone, with, with Davis, in, in just kind of, you know, learning that or, or reading keys or knowing what to look for when, when the action doesn't indeed turn to live reps? Sure. So, you know, obviously, I mean, you're right 100%. It's, you know, there's, there's no rep like a game rep. So, you know, just from a, a learning standpoint and a repetition standpoint, you know, we do a lot of classroom stuff, you know, where he gets on the board and he's got to teach me the offense. And obviously, you know, you, you don't truly master something until you can teach somebody else. And he could teach me, you know, 
the majority of what they're putting in. So, um, and that's just off kind of his own film study, you know, because again, you know, through NFL rules, they're only allowed to do certain things. So, you know, he's a guy that kind of researched things and he was able to kind of go, okay, here's, you know, this is the past concept that, that they run and this is who they're reading. And what we do is when we throw, um, you know, we don't just go out and just take a drop and throw a curl, for instance. You know, he'll, he'll tell me the play, you know, in their verbiage that, that, that curl's running, and obviously he's throwing that curl because, you know, say the linebacker dropped it a flat, you know, if it's a curl flat read. Um, you know, because of that, we might get our eyes, look to the flat to widen that backer real quick so he can open that window a little bit more and throw the curl. So, you know, those, those kind of things. And, again, you know, it's the closest thing we can get, you know, to, to making it live without it being live. So, you know, the, thinking about it, um, you know, first, you know, picture it in your mind and then running it. Now, I know, knowing what I know about Davis, he's probably the type who is always going to want to improve something. You know, he's never going to be happy and say, yeah, I did everything I was supposed to, or, you know, he's, he's going to probably want throws back and whatnot. But when you look at how far he's come, where do you feel he still needs to take that next leap to, to really, you know, push up his game to the next level? I just think he needs to um... – you know, have have the time and then the ability to showcase what he can do. You know, I mean, and we're at the point now where he's a really talented player who works really hard. So he's he's progressed. I mean, you even see stuff from you know, like you see a lot of people comparing obviously this year's draft class, right, with with what he would be graded at last year with this year. What's it's it's a different guy, you know. And not that he wasn't a great player in college, but he's progressed so much from even being a Cal till today. I mean, he's he's a much better player because of how. Hardy's worked, and the ability to learn under Eli Manning for a year. Um, you know, again, how to handle himself, how to, you know, what times you're to watch film, what time to watch film on certain situations. You know, whether it's you know red zone or blitz or, or third and long, and and um, you know, seeing the, the different schemes that you could see throughout the NFL. And he's been through the season now, where, you know, he sees what teams run certain defenses, and um, you know, what down and distances you see, you know, base stuff, and other down distances. That's when you see all the crazy wacky fronts with coverages and and different blitzes out of it and the more you could see it the better you're going to be at it obviously so that way you could just react and not have to think as much um you know i i just think he's at the point now where i think he's ready and, and you know i've said this before to people it's if he was named the giant starting quarterback tomorrow he'd, he'd be ready you know and i think he's gonna be ready whenever that time is you know whether it's you know whenever it is um he'll be ready for it and just, you know, for the people, you know, who, who think it's, it's going to be an easy transition, you know, Davis is coming in, brand new system. He's been learning it with Eli, you know, and, and you mentioned, you alluded it to, to it before, but, you know, how much of an advantage can he pull from, you know, with learning the same offense from Eli, you know, they're learning it together. I mean, I got to sure. imagine that's a huge, huge advantage. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, having each other to bounce stuff off, and obviously, you know, Eli's run a couple different systems in his career. So, um, you know, what you try to do is you try to look for certain things that you've, you've run in the past, and you kind of start with that, and obviously you kind of add the new stuff in, you know, a little bit later on. And having somebody to bounce ideas off, and, um, and, and again, it's, you know, you're talking to a guy that's played for a long time, has won Super Bowls, has won MVPs, um, has a, you know, a family member has done it as well, so his his resources are unlimited from a uh, from a studying standpoint, from a preparing standpoint. So, I mean, he's he's a guy like I said who, who's obsessed with football and he's obsessed with the position. So it's 
you know, you read about guys that are, you know, they didn't work as hard as they should have or, you know, they were a high-round pick and they got to sit behind a guy for a couple of years and they kind of got lazy because they got, you know, some nice checks on the way on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. um, you know, or a big signing bonus. He's not that guy. He's he's the guy that would, you know, if, if he was getting paid $5 a week, he'd be putting the same time and effort in because he's obsessed with it. And then finally, Tony, without, you know, and hopefully this isn't betraying any client, you know, trainer confidences, but, you know, having spoken with him and worked with him recently, you know, can, can how is he approaching this whole thing? I mean, is he calm? Is he jittery? I mean, what do you think is going through his mind right now as he gets oh, ready I, for this big opportunity? I think he's just 100% excited. You know, it's kind of like uh, he's put all this work in, and now it's, it's almost like he gets to showcase what he's done. You know, so, you know, he's a guy that's, that's worked his tail off, you know, from a, uh, from a classroom standpoint, from a, you know, a weight room conditioning standpoint. I mean, he's a big athletic kid. I mean, people don't realize how athletic he is. And I was, I knew he had a strong arm. I knew he was a big kid, but I didn't realize how athletic he actually is as, as you know, getting in and outside the pocket and, and his, how quick his feet are. Um, I just, I think he wants to just kind of show, like, listen, this, here I am. You know, this is this is how good I am, and this now you get to see me and, and get to see how good I am. So, I don't think he's nervous at all. I, I think people that are nervous are guys that aren't prepared. So he's 100 percent, if if now 110 percent prepared for whatever they want to do with him over the next couple of weeks. Well, I know I'm looking forward to seeing how far he's come along. I know I've been in his camp. You know, a lot of people, when they talk about the Giants need a quarterback, and I say, well, what about Davis Webb? And they're like, you know what I mean. So it it just seems like a lot of people are just – writing him off because he was a third-round pick or, you know, you know you've know, you got a group of quarterbacks that are coming in. And, and like I said, I, I, we've, we've talked about it on the show. You know, Ed, my partner Ed and I, we've talked about it, you know, with other draft experts. It's like everybody you speak to has a different perspective on these quarterbacks yes. that are coming out. It's sure. amazing. Yep. I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever seen something like that where everybody has a different perspective. But anyway, before I let you go, um, just if you would tell the people where they can find uh, – I know you post videos, and you know, I, I, I know I follow you on Twitter, but just tell them where, you can, where they can find your videos and, and more about uh, what Davis and the rest of the quarterbacks and, and uh, tight end Evan Ingram. I know he's working down there with you as well. Yes. Where they can yeah, find all those videos. He's, uh, you know, Evan's been great. Evan's a hardworking kid, um, you know, a young kid, a young, a humble kid, um, very focused again. I mean, we're talking about guys that all they want to do is play football and get better at it. So it's refreshing for a guy like me who sees, you know, guys that were drafted that high and could have an ego and, and you know, have all kind of bad qualities of guys. I mean, they're, they couldn't be better guys. I mean, just flat out, they're guys that are locker room guys, and you could see – the Giants have a really good young group of guys, um, you know, just genuinely good, hardworking guys that, and they like each other, which is which is huge. People forget that. So, um, you know, I, I'm really easy to follow. I'm Tony Raz R A Z Z. So I'm T O N Y R A Z Z zero three. It's my uh, my Twitter page. Um, you know, obviously I, I train Davis and, and train guys for the NFL draft, and have a, have a really good group of college kids that I train right now from the Jersey, New York area that are, that are playing Division One football, whether it's at Rutgers or Pitt or Temple or or UConn. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd love for you to follow. And, and like I said, once once he, camp kind of breaks, he'll be back with me, and again we'll kind of get him ready for training camp. 
And you know, I, sh- I should have asked you this, and I'll slip this in real, real quick, but you mentioned you, you trained some other quarterbacks. Any of your quarterbacks in particular we should keep an eye on as a potential maybe, I don't know, undrafted free agent might show up, uh, if not with the Giants, you know, somewhere in the NFL? Yeah, we I, I, uh, had the opportunity to have Luis Perez this year, who's um, the Harlan Hill winner, which was the Division II Heisman Trophy winner. They won the national championship at Texas A&M Commerce. Um, he's a really cool story. Didn't play high school football. Was a, actually a bowler and, and bowled 12 perfect games in high school out in California. He's from San Diego. Uh, played junior college for two years and uh, had one scholarship offer and uh, threw for almost 10,000 yards and 100 touchdowns in two years at Texas A&M Commerce. So he's a guy that, um, you know, he's, he could be that late-round kind of guy, uh, without a doubt an undrafted free agent, and um, be kind of like that third-string practice squad kind of guy and, and have a shot in a year or two. Um, I had Kyle Bolin this year as well from uh, Louisville and played his last year at Rutgers. And Kyle, again, is a guy who, um, you know, very talented, uh, you know, played a ton at Louisville early, and then obviously Lamar Jackson came in, and they kind of ran that system. And you know, Lamar had obviously an amazing career in the Heisman Trophy to go with it. Um, you know, so Kyle again is, is probably a late round guy as well as a free agent guy that could land hopefully one of these teams up here in the Northeast, if not the uh, you know somewhere else in the NFL. And and uh, again, is a guy that could make a team as that backup guy, free agent guy. Um, or, you know, a practice squad kind of situation for a year or two and, and have a shot. So uh, Ryan Zapatiki is another guy who played at Chippingsburg. Had a tremendous career. as a three-and-a-half-year starter. Uh, had a tremendous arm. Ryan actually threw at the Penn State Pro Day for those guys. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of guys didn't really know about him. And uh, he did a, a fabulous job. It was like one of those, like, after, uh, you know, it was a six or seven throw, throwing to, you know, Saquon Barkley and, Mike Chizicki and those guys, um, you know, a lot of scouts were like, who, who is this guy? Because he's got a tremendous arm. He's probably got, you know, top 10, top 15 arms in his draft class of, of everybody. So, you know, I, I, it's a really good group of guys, and, you know, I guess we're going to find out soon. Yeah. I'll tell you, there's there's a lot of uh, candidates out there, and you never know. I mean, uh, if history's taught us anything, you know, you've got the Tom Brady's of the world who people, you know, weren't really talking about, and look at how he developed, and, you know, other guys who aren't first-round picks. So yeah. a lot of quarterbacks to, to keep an eye on. Very exciting time for the NFL, very exciting time for Davis Webb and the Giants. Tony, thank you so much for taking the time to share a little bit of insight and uh on how Davis is coming along and uh, I look forward to tweeting out what we see tomorrow and uh, hopefully we hear from Davis as well. Well, thank you, Patricia. I appreciate it. He's a, uh, he's a, he's a really talented kid. He was working his tail off and he'll be ready whenever his time comes for the Giants. There's no doubt about that. And, and uh, you know, I, I've coached or I work with all those guys in this, this year's draft class and he's up there with all of them. Trust me. No question in my mind. So, um, you know, looking for big things out of him. So I, I know he's excited. I know the Giants are excited, and I think people are going to be excited once they get to actually just see him play. That's that's really what it comes down to is just seeing him in that blue jersey out there, dropping back and making throws. All right. Well, I know I'll be there all week. I'll, I'll be tweeting out what I see, writing up my stuff, and and uh, can't wait to, like I said, see what he, how he's progressed. Because I went and I pulled out my notes from last year, from last summer, and uh, I'm going to compare what I wrote last year to what to what I see this year. So it should be a fun exercise. Yes. Yes. We'll do. Well, thanks right. again for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for coming on. All right. Take care. Okay, special thanks to Tony Resiopi for coming on 
to talk a little bit about Davis Webb and his development. Sounds very exciting. And uh, I want to thank you, Giant fans, for tuning in and listening. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A, and Ed Valentine, who is at Big Blue View. Make sure you're following us starting on Tuesday. We will have updates from the Giants Voluntary Minicamp all through the week. We will also have updates later on in the week when we get into the draft. So again, make sure you're following us. And do keep it here on Locked On Giants as we will bring you a lot more content coming up this week. We have an interview with Duke Manyweather, who is the offensive line scouting consultant and guru. He works with a lot of college and pro offensive linemen. He's going to be on the show with us on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have Mark Schofield coming on with us. He is from Inside the Pylon and a scout. He's also a quarterback's guru who's going to talk about um, these college prospects and who amongst them are the best and who's, who's a fit for what system. So that was a really good interview. So do keep it here on Locked on Giants, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. <laughs>